Today, we have our fabulous foursome with Mr. Josh Price. Hi, everybody. Mr. Mark O'Keefe. What's going on? Mr. Wes Swain. What's up? And I am Sean Jolliker. Hi, Sean. Feels like I just talked to you guys. Yeah, yeah I'm having this odd deja vu yes. this yes. week. Yeah, you said something about doing the podcast. I'm like, what? Already? No, we just did that. We just... We just <laughs> oh, yeah. I just edited that. Now we're back at it again. Hopefully with something a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more easygoing today compared to last week's podcast. Although I think we did a pretty good job with a, a tough topic. So hopefully we won't have to revisit those um, anytime soon, if at all. Yeah. So today no we're talking heavy. about stem cell research. <laughs> we're going to re- try to regrow my leg. <laughs> DIY. Didn't they figure out how to make those out of skin cells now? I think I heard that. No no more ethical dilemma? No, that that's actually pretty well gone. In fact, I think our no, I, I'm not never mind. We're, we're gonna get into it. <laughs> Your skin cell's different than a bone cell. You just have like a floppy just like foot appendage. Make it from my leg now? No, you need a you need bone or a Terminator leg. Have you guys ever seen Harry Potter? The any of the movies? All of some them. Some of them. The in the second movie. Um, oh God, yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> he, he breaks his arm, and one of the guys actually does a uh, tries to repair the arm, and it's just kind of like floppy. And there's nothing in oh, it yeah. after. So if I take no bone in there at all, if I if I take my prosthetic off and kind of shake my leg, it kind of looks like that. So Mark, Mark had seen that, and he'd seen the movie, and he goes, Dad, it's like Harry's arm. I'm like, yeah, thanks, kid. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyways, so what have you guys been up to over the last uh, three days or so? Nothing until today, and I almost got through all my list. That's good. I, got, I did a bunch of stuff for Tracy, and I got my lights for the 3D scanning put together. And I ran into a huge roadblock with 3D scanning, and then it magically cleared itself up. And so I'm going to be trying to scan Tracy and practice on that for the next couple of days. See, if if I had that set up and I was making a video on that, I'd do I'd completely do like a weird science type of theme for that video. <laughs> probably offend my probably offend my wife in the process, but it, I think mm-hmm. it, might be, it might be worth the views. <laughs> Now I have that song stuck in my head. Have you, Josh? What have you been up to? I. Uh, what have I been doing? I'm still here at Bob's. Um, I heard back from the job interview that I had. So I don't know if I've actually told people this or not. not on have the I show. mentioned it? Not on the show, no. Okay. So I had a job interview in Chicago with Inventables uh, for an influencing influencer marketing position pretty much that person that gives would have been giving out x carves to youtubers and instagrammers and whatever so i went up to chicago for two days it was a two day long interview which i've never had before i sat down with seven different people and had the same roundabout conversations and they told me yesterday that i did not get the job they said someone else was better fit 
But, oh, well, it is what it is. Ooh. Yeah, so for the few people that kind of knew about that or knew of it, <clears throat> sorry, you don't get a machine from me. So, uh, But I'm still here working with Bob, taking care of stuff. Um, he's out of town right now, so it's just me down in the shop, so it's been kind of nice. Like, I've been organizing stuff and setting stuff up, and then I turn around, and I'm like, I have a workshop all to myself, and I've been making stuff. And So today I needed to make a big cart to store, like, a bunch of hardwoods and a bunch of sheet goods, and uh, I just kind of drew one up in Fusion real quick just to get my ideas on paper and then – or on paper. <laughs> and then <laughs> went out to the workshop. Yeah, on Pixel. And I made one, and it's one I haven't seen before, and – I showed my wife and I showed Bob's wife and they're like, did you record video? I'm like, no, I didn't record video because I don't really care, but it's kind of neat. Like it's really low profile. It's really low to the ground. So it has some bends to store stuff vertically. And on the other side, I made a big like clamp, like that you store the sheet goods vertically. And so rather than them needing to be at like an angle, so they don't fall over, they stand straight up and the clamp like presses them into place. So it's really low profile. It doesn't need to be really tall. It's really short. It cleaned up huge chunk of his shop and so just taking care of stuff so it's been kind of nice challenge you but i say it's good to just get work and get things it's done. really it's good to be productive it's cathartic yeah and being in the workshop's nice i mean my workshop here in the rv i mean but it's it's not the same and so it's awesome that I can just stand and I can turn around and I go, I have all the same tools or most of the same tools that I had in my old shop. So I'm like, what do I need? I'm like, I have a table saw. I have a miter saw. I have all of this stuff. And there's stuff that we were working on that he wants to make into a video. So I can't like just do it. And he's away right now. So I'm like, God, it'd be so much better if I could just build that thing. <laughs> but it, it's Bob's. This is going to be a Bob project, not like a me project. So I'm like, God, I wish I had this thing, but it was cool. I had free reign of a shop. See, I think you should take the initiative and film one of those things that you want to build anyways and give it to him almost like a demo reel. This is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, like, I'm, I'm Josh, and Bob's and I like to make stuff. Like shop. To make stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hi, I'm Josh, and I hostily took over. I like to make stuff. <laughs> yep. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot this week. Um, it's been an awkward week. Just some personal stuff going on. Not feeling that great. A lot of stress at work, but I have a lot of things planned for this weekend that I'll hopefully get done. Last weekend, I helped my son make a gift for a friend of his on the CNC. I have some pictures posted on Instagram of it and came out pretty good. And he, he loves it because I let him do most of the work. And, you know, there's a little bit of a pride of being able to use that thing and something he made for his friend, which, you know, everybody's going to come with store-bought stuff and here's something he actually made. So I, I love that I'm kind of, you know, helping them look at things that way. How but old is he again? He's eight. Nice. That's awesome. So it's a it's good training that way, and uh, yeah. So hopefully this weekend I'll get to some of my projects since I put those on hold to, to help him. But it was it was definitely definitely worth it. So, Wes, how about you? Uh, let's see, messing with my CNC again, trying some new stuff. Uh, I 
been talking more with Bobby Duke on our sword project that we've been working on. And he's got like a really elaborate skull that's part of the sword that he's been working on. And there, there needs to be two skulls. There's one on each side of the sword. And it's it took him many, 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 many hours to do this one side. It's beautifully carved out of like a couple pieces of cedar that are like laminated together. And he was basically telling me he was dreading doing the second one just because it has to be exact replica, more or less. And that's not really his thing. It is like making things more than once, especially something that takes, you know, 30 hours or whatever. Who can blame him, right? And so I, I kind of thought of – I was inspired by Mark actually with his laser scanning stuff. And I, I've been wanting a project to sort of experiment with this technique, and it's uh, photogrammetry. And it's a process where you take dozens and dozens of photos, up to hundreds if you can, and you throw them in this computer program, and it generates a 3D model based on 2D photos. Hmm. It's pretty awesome. Um, it's done a lot in the industry. Yeah, from from yeah. what you showed me, that that thing did a pretty good job because I've tried to do that before, and it didn't turn out that, that well. Yeah, uh, I agree. I was pretty stoked. Um I was planning on using Autodesk software, uh, but as they do, they took all the software, they took the software package I wanted to use and rolled it into another one, and they're discontinuing that first one, what? where they actually had, yeah, they had a free version and a pay version, like a couple different tiers. The free version, you could only throw in like 50 photos, um, but that would have been fine for my use, and I had experimented with it a few months ago, and it was pretty good. So I was looking to use that again. And, oh, just there's like a message like, oh, we're rolling it into this software because apparently drones use this technique a lot when they're like flying around buildings to get like huh. a 3D 3D model of a building really quick. They take hundreds of photos as they go around it. So there's actually like a UAV software that they're developing and they're taking all this tech and putting it in that. And it's like 40 bucks a month to use it. I'm like, eh, let me find a free version. So I was like <laughs> – scrounging through the internet like the bowels of the internet <laughs> trying to find <laughs> something that would work and there's tons of research papers on this subject like from MIT and like Caltech and all these things and they're way over my head and they're like oh you can try this software and you have to like compile it yourself using Linux and all this BS I'm like no I don't have time for this so I tried a bunch of different things and I finally found a software uh, to do it I'm going to hopefully have a tutorial on this process once I get it nailed down but it's completely free and it's not as easy as, you know, Autodesk software. That was kind of a couple clicks and you're going. And they – but um, it works. Although the downside of it being free is that well, – let me back up. A lot of the, the pay versions, you take all the photos and it's all cloud-based. So you send all those photos to Autodesk servers basically and it does this internally of the program. And it crunches all those calculations to line up all the different points and everything. And that's why they charge you is because you're using their server time, basically. It, the free software that I found, it basically kills your computer in, in like crunching all this data. So your computer is unusable for a few hours <laughs> while it's doing this. It's like running 10 virus scans at the same time plus defragmenting. <laughs> I mean, it's just mm -hmm. – you can't even browse a website, you know. And so that's the downside, but it worked. And so I got a couple of little things online on the Instagram showing my preview of the cut I'm, I'm making of the, sorry, I'm, I'm babbling. So the model, I, I want to print it out 
or I want to cut it out of a piece of wood on my CNC. That's the ultimate goal to make a duplicate long story long of his skull that he doesn't want to make again. So I'm going to 3d carve with my CNC, the replica, mail it to him and have him finish it up. Should only take another hour max and did a test cut on a piece of foam and it worked pretty well actually. So I just got to make a blank and do it. So that's what I've been messing with. It's exciting. You know, not that Bobby still would want to carve the, the duplicate, yeah, but you have a, a good amount of flexibility in how different those two could be because you're only going to see one at a time. You're mm-hmm. never going to see them side by side. So as long as they, they were close enough, the the human eye would probably accept it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, oh well. That's fun. Yeah, I'm excited. It was looking good. I saw the some of the video of that that test cut. Yeah, and everybody, everybody that I shared it with, they were like, "How did you do? How did you do this?" Like I shared it with. With uh, Andy and a couple other people, and they're like, didn't believe me, I guess. With, with, a variant... with the, the X-Carve. Yeah. Call up Stumpy. Yeah, with, with the <laughs> X-Carve, exactly. <laughs> it can do 3D cuts if you are patient. But uh, it's fun. I'm excited about that. Good. So uh, what are we talking about today? Well, going to the lighter side, I had suggested uh, cooking because it's actually something we haven't tackled yet. So, what's your what's your dish? What are you What are you proud of that you make? What do you want to make? What's I don't know just spiral who, who from cooks there in your family yeah and at some point we're gonna have to have west talk Traditions. about his pancakes because you know it, <laughs> it wouldn't really be complete if we didn't do that so yeah your pancakes got brought up here at bob's house actually because tiff had made breakfast that morning and deacon said my mom makes the best pancakes and bob's daughter went no mr <laughs> west makes the best pancakes and deacon went <laughs> yes. deacon went Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> yes. Nice. Another and generation. Tiff, Tiff was not offended by that at all. She was like, "Well, I mean, yeah." Awesome. Yeah. Good job, Stella. Uh-huh. I guess I could kind of start it off just to kind of keep it going here. Um I don't cook a whole lot anymore. My wife takes care of most takes care of most of the cooking, at least like dinner. I still make breakfast like five or six times a week. I cook for my kids um, almost every morning, but you know I, I cook for myself in the morning too, so it doesn't take that much more to you know make them a little something in the morning. And that's kind of the extent of most of my cooking right now. Um, I can cook; it just my wife enjoys it and is a little bit better cook than I am. Although I do have one funny funny story about cooking is that when my wife and I were dating, uh, she'd come over before I leave for work because I used to work at graveyard at the, during that time. And I'd cook her dinner. And so one night I decided, you know what? I'm going to make some tomato soup. You know, it's uh, it's winter. It's cool outside. And, you know, let's have like grilled cheese and tomato soup. So I make the tomato soup and I give it to her and she starts eating it. And she has like this weird look on her wrist. She goes, man, that's really, really spicy. And I'm eating. I'm like, yeah, I guess it is a little bit, but, you know, no big deal. And so after dinner, you know, she gracefully, you know, ate the meal that I had made. And she went in the kitchen and saw the container that I had used. And I actually just ended up 
using tomato sauce, like for spaghetti instead. Nice. And for some reason, it didn't click. I didn't realize it. And I'm telling this story because she loves telling it to everybody else. So now I'm kind of preempting her on that. So. How did it get spicy? Did you just add a bunch of stuff to it? Or was it just naturally spicy? No, out of the jar? It, was, it was out of the, the jar or whatever I had used. It was like... <laughs> It was like that version with like a bunch of regular whatever crap in it. And gotcha. I, I don't know. I just, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That, that is good. Yeah. Well, my wife cooks most of every meal around here. Um, <laughs> it was good. When we were, not when we were dating. See, we were dating in high school and then to college. Like nobody cooked anything anyway because we were poor and didn't have any money or food when we got married um she was not a good cook like oh i cooked i cooked almost every meal because she just wasn't good at it um i cooked with my mom my mom was very kind of resourceful like she's like what do i have in the refrigerator she's like oh i have we're gonna eat stir fry and stir fry was like code word for all any kind of protein or vegetables that we had left over chopped up and served over rice so it's it's not just like, oh, I have, you know, beef that I can add stuff to. It was like, no, I have some chicken enchiladas or I have some whatever that's already food in its own right, like some Salisbury steak. I'm going to cut up and put it in vegetables and serve over rice. And so it was it was not stir fry. It was just hodgepodge food. And so <laughs> Tiff went to cook me and I hated it. And Tiff went to cook stir fry where we were newly married. And I'm like, nope, not eating it. Like put it away, and then I saw what she was doing. I'm like, that's not how you cook stir fry. She's like, what do you think it is? I was like, no, it's where you get all the leftover garbage and you just kind of throw it all together. And she's like, that's <laughs> that's not what that means. <laughs> but like with the rise of yeah, with the rise of Pinterest, like man, she turned a corner. She turned a corner hard. So like it was the entire internet. You know, showing her how to cook all kinds of stuff. So I eat really, really well. Die, fly. All right. I'm going to kill this fly. There's a fly in my house buzzing around me, and I'm going to get it by the time this podcast is over. Breaking bad. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> but um, there it goes again. Anyway. uh, Yeah, she was not a good cook. And you talked about, like, spicy stuff. Every one time she made this pasta dish that she saw somewhere, and I thought it had, like, roasted red peppers or whatever in it. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll sit down and eat it. And I was like, this is the spiciest freaking food I've ever had in my life. I'm like, what in the world did you make? She was like, this is some chicken and stuff. And I'm like, well, what's all this red stuff? She's like, it's it's pepper. I'm like, what do you mean pepper? I was like, like red pepper flakes? She's like, yeah. I'm like, there's a freaking ton of these things in here. And she's like, I know, it's super pretty. I'm like, you're... <laughs> She's like, it added some contrast. And I'm like, take a bite of that food. <laughs> She's like, touched her tongue. And I was like, ah, nope. <laughs> Weird stuff, man. It was so fun. But she's gotten much, much better. Uh, when we lived in Belgium for a couple birthdays, I got her like French cooking lessons. So we would go to this cooking school. They would teach in English. And uh, she can make like baguettes and croissants and all kinds of awesome stuff. So she... Her cooking game has been upped like many times over. But I do miss cooking, but I mean, she does it because I'm usually out somewhere at work or the kids eat their peanut butter and honey sandwiches 
every single day. And I'm like, yeah, you make that yourself. But I miss cooking. I miss uh, smoking meats. Man, I love to, to smoke stuff and barbecue. That was awesome. I can kind of do it now. Like we have a pressure cooker, like the instant pot. You guys hear about this thing? Yeah. yeah, we have one of those. Yeah, I got one of those. So you can cook like a two full racks of ribs in the instant pot and have them like super tender in 25 minutes. It's pretty hmm. awesome. I can make a decent rack of ribs in a pressure cooker, which I know is sacrilegious to most people with grills, but you got to make do. You finish them on the grill. You can't. You can't finish them in five minutes. minutes. Mm. No, nah, man, I'm hungry. Hungry? <laughs> hungry? I want these ribs now. Uh-huh. You just have to cheat. Nothing wrong with cheating. See, for me right now, um, just because I get home so late, Tracy does most of the cooking during the week, and she discovered the, the crockpot meals recently. Uh-huh. So, like tonight, we had. Uh, cheesy garlic chicken, which was basically like cheddar soup and cream of chicken soup, and then chicken and garlic. And it turned out pretty good, but we got to add. We found out we got to add bacon to it. Bacon, <laughs> bacon makes everything awesome. But she's like, there's been a bunch of them that have been really good. But I mean, for me, I'm I'm usually the uh, breakfast and holiday cook. So turkeys. And stuffing, and the one I'm really proud of is my uh, my corned beef for St. Patrick's Day. That literally cooks for eight hours in some form of another, and it's I, I've gotten it down really good the past couple of years, and it's it's so awesome. Everybody needs to come see the video feed of this because I swear Mark's eyes almost rolled backwards in his head. Salivating. <laughs> That's it's honestly, man, it's it's like my favorite meal to make. Ring out your microphone. Eat. <laughs> it's so good, and I do a uh, there's a glaze which sounds weird, but you got to have it. It's it's mustard, orange juice concentrate, and brown sugar. That's pretty common. Uh, oh my god, it's so good. I love it. See, I do the holiday cooking, and we usually have, like, a ham. And, the, like, you talk about the glaze or whatever, I found that, like, apple butter. You guys know what apple butter is? Yeah. I like jelly. It's all brown and gross. You slather a ham with apple butter. It has all of the same stuff that you would normally, like, cloves and stuff that you put on a ham. Mm. And it just gets all into the crevices and the spiral cuts and nom, nom, nom. It's delicious. And then you can have you can have a ton more of it instead of that tiny little packet that they give you with the ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever used that packet that comes with the ham. I just made my own. I love cooking holiday I'll meals. Try that. Yeah, we get an oven bag. Mm-hmm. So you get an oven bag, you slather it all in it, and you leave it in the refrigerator. And then you can, if you want, you can cook it in that bag for a little while and then take it out and then cover it with some aluminum foil and then just kind of peel the, and I baste it every once in a while but it's got all of the flavors in the apple butter makes it delicious what what was a favorite meal growing up like that your parents made or your or whoever you were with made this is gonna say let's go ahead go ahead it's fine uh my grandmother was really good at making uh beef stroganoff and i've yet to find a, 
a replicated recipe that even comes close to that, like from my memories of what it used to taste like. Yeah. So, and I can never find it at a restaurant. It's not something that's super common when you go out. So, did she have a recipe book that you can steal? Uh, it's long since evaporated. She passed away when I was younger. So, it who knows where that ended up. Somebody's got to have it. Yeah, somebody. He lives in infamy. Yep. Sean? My mom really wasn't the greatest cook. I mean, she cooked dinner and everything, and we (laughs) ate because, you know. uh, But there's one dish that she used to make that we really liked growing up because it wasn't full of the garden vegetables that we didn't really like. Uh, She made something called burrito pie. And it was basically bisquick. With refried beans, meat, and cheese in almost like a, a pie form that had this crust on it. And it's one of the few things that we, you know, me and my brothers really liked growing up that uh, I can remember that she made. You know, otherwise, there's really odd dishes and meals that sometimes we're really reluctant to even touch with a fork. But <laughs> Let's face it. Anything with a Bisquick crust is going to end up being good. Yep. My mom. So my mom ma- yeah. Oh, go, Josh. No, sorry, my mom would cook the same way. Like, I don't remember liking really anything that my mom cooked. And it was just this weird hodgepodge of stuff. And she, it was awesome. She uh, went back to school and she had to do a genealogy project. So she amassed, like, from her whole side of the family, like my family lineage, and she put it in this cookbook because she got all these different recipes from all these different ladies. And I took stuff in the cookbook. I didn't like it when I was growing up. And so, and it was like, here's how to make like Aunt Louise's, um, you know, whatever pie. And it was like, go to the store, buy pie crust, fill with filling. <laughs> and I'm like, these are not like, you know, those brownish kind of cards you get that you, this is my secret recipe from the thing. And they were literally like the laziest ways that you can make. If, it's, <laughs> if it doesn't have like Crisco listed as, as an option or as an ingredient, it's like, look on back of package, make accordingly. In <laughs> 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 a cookbook. Wow. Uh, I don't, my, my, yeah. mom, my mom would make something called uh, Rice Krispie Pork Chops. So instead mm-hmm. of using, instead of doing pork chops like breading, she would take Rice Krispies and crush them oh. up and then coat them in Rice Krispies and then fry them. Oh, my God. I'm going to try that. Fried that pork chops is, or something I make. Yeah, that is that is really really good. And she also used to do chicken chicken steak, which was you take mm. I forget what cut of meat it was. It was it it looked like chainmail steak. Like if yeah, it's uh, I think like top round like smash with a hammer, make it yeah, a little more tender like that. And she would crush saltine crackers. And do an egg bath and then cover them in the saltine crackers and then fry it like that. And then the gravy for it was cream of chicken soup, basically. <laughs> you just pour it all over. I was not a skinny kid growing up. <laughs> I'm still not skinny now, but I'm skinnier than I was. <laughs> we ate good. But I think I think there's something to coating instead of bread uh breadcrumbs, just Finding your favorite cereal and coating your meat in that. Cocoa Puffs? Mm. Milk Cinnamon, Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Well, I mean, look what I did the other night. The, uh, the, the, the cold bacon-wrapped Oreo. That was one of the best things I've ever eaten, ever. I don't think and, my doctor will let me eat that. 
you got to try it once. It's really good. All the paddles ready. But but no, I mean think think about it like you can do I mean there there's a there's a ton of instances where you you mix the sweet and the sour, you know, like uh the chicken Waldorf salad or something like that or you know, the brown sugar glaze on a on a pork chop. Mm-hmm. So what about, you know, frosted flake steak or <laughs> chicken or something? I don't know. But I could see like Cheerios being a good breading and checks. Pork and apples go together, so you could take a pork chop. Apple and jacks. Apple jacks. <laughs> Some cinnamon apple Cheerios. Yes. Mm-hmm. For our listeners, send send in your best and weirdest recipes. We'll actually would love to hear all of them. Yeah, cool. that'd be good. I actually want to try Purple some of these now just for the sake of trying them. Yeah. You know, l- yeah. Luck- luckily enough, I I grew up being exposed to a, a couple different um, like styles of cooking. So it was like you know, one is my mom's, which is very rural in a way because her where she grew up, they had almost like a. Uh, not a farm, but almost like a really, really large garden. So they grew all their own vegetables and they grew up eating a lot of that stuff, which she adapted and, and cooked a lot. But my uh, my dad's side of the family is from Chicago and had a very different style of eating, and especially because my grandpa was uh, in the military. Um, you know, everything was covered in a cream base. So it would be like a cream of carrots, cream of corn. Um, even when she served vegetables, they'd be covered in cheese. But hmm. And I, I lived with my grandparents for a couple of years growing up. And one of the things I remember the most is that my grandfather used to have my uh, used to make this dish because he had it in the army and he got used to it. And they called it SOS, called it mm-hmm. shit, shit on a shingle. Mm-hmm. And is this basically cream of mushroom soup with ground beef and you put it over a piece of toast? And I <laughs> he got West cheeking his West, head. Wes is having flashbacks. <laughs> He's had that before. Yeah, I've had that before. But when I was a kid growing up, I liked it. You know it. It was fine for me. And it needs a couple more ingredients, but it doesn't sound bad. I haven't had it since I stopped living with my grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, since I was about, you know, six or seven, but I still yeah. remember that it made a, a pretty good impact. And my grandmother made chip beef and toast. Similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So nasty. I hated that. <laughs> I, I just saw the this first time I had your eyes. <laughs> okay. I remember some family member said they were making biscuits and gravy. Which I'm all about as a Southerner, and it had chip beef in it. I'm like, "What did you put in this?" She's like, "That's gravy." I'm like, "This is disgusting." Needs to be sausage, you put pepperonis, or some crap in here. Yeah, like <laughs> you're ruining this. And my right, go-to. So sorry, I didn't say my go-to thing. stuff yet. Oh, my bad. Um, sorry. I'll, we'll round back to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> as you guys know, pancakes. Uh, that's a more recent addition to my cooking repertoire. My thing that I used to be known for the most, uh, while I was in the Navy, like not living on base or anything, cause you couldn't cook there to some extent, uh, would be just French toast for breakfast. Like I'm pretty, it's pretty simple, but it's, it's pretty good. Uh, whenever I go camping, I'll find like whatever leftover bread we have from the previous day, like hamburger buns or something or and make <laughs> kind of camp style french toast it's pretty good um oatmeal oatmeal raisin cookies i really like they're pretty yummy i can attest that's right i made for them made them for you in uh the georgia i think yep in the cabin yep and uh let's see for dinner chicken parmesan i really learned to like making from scratch 
um, North Carolina barbecue. The kind of vinegar base sauce. But yeah, I, I do the most of the cooking at home um, just with my schedule and Catherine's schedule. It works out that way. But it didn't always, it wasn't always that way. And she, we probably split half and half when I worked at normal job. Um, but it's since fallen in my lap, which I, I'm okay with. I like it. And then I try to get Samantha involved in it. She has fun with it. So, yeah, those are my go-to things. Deacon has gotten into, uh, like, baking with Tiff. And then time she tries to make cookies or breads or whatever, like, He's all excited to come help her bake stuff. Regular dinner and regular food, not so much. But if she's baking something, like he wants to be right there with her. And it's kind of cool. He gets mm-hmm. real proud. He made a batch of cookies the other day. We had a, a big dinner with a bunch of people. He was very excited to share the fact that he made those. Nice. It's good, it's good to get your kids in the cooking. Yeah. Like the second she's old enough to not burn herself, I want to get Thea into it. <laughs> I have a distinct memory of when my grandmother first allowed me to cook on the stove, for, you know, for myself. Because I lived with my grandparents growing up um, for most of my adolescence. And she's like, oh, yeah, here's how you make bacon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I didn't know the normal serving size for bacon. I thought it was just the entire package, and I would literally cook the whole package. <laughs> yeah, that's all I ever do. Fry it up, Yeah. <laughs> But as like a nine-year-old or a ten-year-old, you don't have to eat it all. Oh, I tried to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who puts bacon back in the refrigerator? Heathens. Just cook the whole thing. It gets all slimy. Like you're separating the bacon from his fellows. Like (laughs) it's meant as a set. (laughs) See, I got I got to buying Costco sells uh. A giant. You get it? I pulled him out of midair. As a dead fly. Boom. Okay, so right now this episode should be, nope. should be a nope. Patreon reward? Nope. nope. Just to see that. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? You just Miyagi'd it. I got him. And he tried to get away. <laughs> now eat it. There you go. No. It's protein. <laughs> I doubt it. So, what's the weirdest thing you guys have eaten? Speaking of. Oh, much. good. Mm. Any number of things. I raw baby octopus. Oh, I'm sorry. Raw baby right. octopus. Ooh. Fish eye. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's been other stuff. Those are the two that stand out. I'll I'll basically eat anything once just to say I've eaten it. Hmm. I had the the little baby octopus in front of me one time. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. It took me a long time to get it in my mouth because I'd just be like, eh, uh, "My wife forehead sometimes." I, I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I've uh, tried yeah. chicken feet. It was nope, didn't go there yet. Now, do you eat the whole like? I, I never understood I how that worked. I didn't know what to do with the, talon. the talons. I didn't know what to do with it. So I just kept you, it, kept you pick your teeth scratch. afterwards. Yeah. It's got like a built-in toothpick. It's like a back scratcher. I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of like necklace. Eat around. <laughs> I, when I was in Iraq, we had uh, a group of locals make us dinner one time. When I was out at this kind of remote outpost, oh. and yeah, I'm not sure what I ate. I know it was goat, 
I wasn't sure what part of the goat with like some rice and it was a huge spread. It was awesome, but I'm pretty sure it gave me dysentery in some fashion. Cause I remember I was, I was on a toilet every day for about two weeks and I kept track like in, in the little porta potty that we had. Um, I don't know, I lived in Europe. Like people you talk about the things they eat over there. It's like, ew, I don't eat that. Like you eat snails. Snails are delicious. Kind of tastes like a clam. You put enough butter and garlic on a brick, you'll eat it. That's pretty much the same it's, mentality. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Um I don't know. I like a lot of food. I, I apparently I used to eat fish eyes when I was a kid. With like the fish that would like wash up on the beach. My dad used to tell the story which I don't remember, obviously. But yeah, a fish will wash up on the beach, and apparently I would eat the eyes. No. It was a thing. Yeah. You just for the eyes. Interesting. Apparently. Mm. I just want to preface, mine was cooked. Mine was not. (laughs) Mine was full bear grill style. Josh is eating sushi eye. Yeah. Had jellyfish as a sushi place one time. It was surprisingly good. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, I, tried, jelly, I tried jellyfish too. It was actually kind of spicy when I had it. Yeah, I think it's marinated. It's kind of, kind of chewy. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It. I had it at a Vietnamese wedding. Mm. Very interesting dishes that night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My wife's family, as a regular dish, makes uh, lingua, so just like cow tongue. But they mm-hmm. actually they do it in uh, like a red sauce. It's really good. It's, it tastes like a piece of beef. But then uh, on my side of the family, because we're uh, uh, Basque, which is like the mountain range between uh, France and Spain, you know, these mountain people, they uh, they do uh, tongue too, but they do like really thin slices in oil and vinegar, which is, is pretty good too. By you, Wes? Uh, not quite as of interest as that. Um, alligator. Had that. Mm-hmm. I've tried that. Uh, alligator. Con- conch shell. Or not the shell, but the conch. Mm-hmm inside in fritter form yeah mm-hmm. like calamari equivalent you get fried conch is pretty yummy too yeah I never even thought yep. about the creature that lived in there yep you could like you know hold up to your ear while you're eating the fleshy part you yeah, sound and South taste Florida amazing I hear, I hear your past <laughs> and I see your future <laughs> um beyond that nothing too crazy when I visit my buddy out in Wyoming and Montana, you know, I have like elk or some other, that's not super exotic, but it's not super common. Can't buy it at most grocery stores. Mm. It's pretty good. It's like roast beef. Have you guys ever uh, tried a uh, bear? I have not. I would try I have the opportunity. Oh, yeah. I forgot I've eaten haggis before. I was in Scotland. And it was surprisingly not terrible. The, like, a lot of them. Oh, that's yeah. That's the, the like innards that. and stuff that are stuffed inside the stomach and boiled and yeah, it tastes like, With, uh, like carrots like, and potatoes and I don't know. That mine didn't have that. It 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 tastes like really peppery meatloaf, like without <laughs> the like ketchupy or tomatoy kind of stuff that most Americans put on there. It's it, I was really speaking of meatloaf. Short tangent. Catherine, she tried to cook this one time. She got the recipe recipe from Rachel Ray, who I despise, and yeah. she made meatloaf, and they used barbecue sauce on it. I'm sorry, no, that does not work. Sorry if you guys have that. Where you eat, I do not eat meatloaf with barbecue sauce on it. It just does not go well. Sorry. 
Yeah, I love usually, when you usually my meatloaf just has a little bit of ketchup <laughs> yes. on the side, but that was the last time she cooked. <laughs> no, Jeff the last hates meatloaf. So I don't get to eat it. <laughs> I like meatloaf, but it de- it depends. Because meatloaf is one of those Russian roulette meals that can go horrifically mm-hmm. wrong if you mess up the recipe. But going back to weird food, I don't know if it's real or not, but if it is, I've had blood sausage. I've had blood tried, sausage. I've tried it, yeah. Eat blood sausage for breakfast in England. It's really, really, like, because they have, um, th- there's an Irish pub place around the corner from me, so they have black pudding and white pudding. And basically the difference is the white pudding, it just doesn't have blood in it. So you get one that it's basically just sausage. You get a white sausage and a dark red sausage. And it, it's one of my favorite things to get when I go there. It's really yeah, good. If you, ever go to, if you go to England, for whatever reason, you get a, a full English breakfast. It's got like a over easy egg, what they call bacon. It's pretty much like a slice of really lean ham. There's not a lot of fat on it. It's awesome. A bunch of toast like a broiled tomato, some pork and beans, some sausage. I never the pork and beans for breakfast. I don't know, man. It, awesome. it might be it might be something just raised my entire life. I've only ever had it with hot dogs mm-hmm. or hamburgers. Thing. It's always been like a barbecue food. Yep. Full English breakfast. I just remembered one of the weirder things I think I, I might have had. Um Something called well, it, it's called sweet bread, but it's actually not sweet bread. It's actually pituitary. oh yeah, it's pituitary gland. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's it's really odd. It it tastes pretty good, but I couldn't have that much of it. After I had a little bit too much, it's like it just didn't sit right with me. It's got like a livery kind of taste. It was really smooth though. Mm-hmm. That was one of those uh, like Mike, Mike Myers on Saturday Night Live. The, the Linda trip like it's sweet bread it's neither sweet nor a bread <laughs> it's glandular yeah and head cheese I think I've had head cheese before which is kind of the same thing as some kind of gland it wasn't very good but went in Rome no, so what was the what was the worst thing if someone's going to make you dinner right if I invited you over to my house I was like oh it's going to be great I'm going to make blank and you're like, I'm not going to eat that crap. That's going to make me throw up and we are no longer friends. God. I don't care for... I'm not a huge fan of lobster. I've, I've eaten it. It's okay. Don't really care for it. Never tried clams or oysters. Not sure if I would. Um, yeah. Lobster's overrated. Tastes no, like, it's not. It tastes like styrofoam with butter on it. No, that's because you had it cooked wrong. We had that lobster in wherever hell we were, Maine. Maine. Mm-hmm. And it's like the people down the street boiled it in the thing. It was pretty delicious. Lobster but that's the first time the... I've had like proper lobster, I think. Yeah, lobster is one of the best things on the planet. It was, a, it was, it, it's good. It's, come I on, thought it's it was, really it was good. You got to cook it. Favorite. You got to cook it right though, because if you, if you overcook it, you, Sean's right. It does turn into crap. I've had good it's lobster like, before. It's, it's not one that I care for. You're not missing much on oysters. Oysters are fun. Slurping the, the big snot flam out of the shell. Like, mm. I don't need mm-hmm. to be reminded of like a fall cold. I just Did you not try the clam chowder when we were in Boston together? Clam no. chowder is something well, completely Okay, different. so clam chowder is, there's so much other stuff in there that, you know. I True. Can, yeah. 
I like that. Point. Anyways, red or white? Very clam chowder. White. Yeah, I like them both. It depends on if I'm uh, trying to maintain weight or not. If not, go white. I'm trying to be good boy red. Mine's eggplant. Like I'm with you there, bro. Don't try to feed me eggplant. Yep. In any way, I'll sniff Egg, it out. Eggplant parmesan is. I love that. Ugh. I'll throw up in my mouth thinking about you, eating eggplant. You gotta get this. You gotta get the skin off, and then you fry them up. You bread them and fry them, and then you put them in the tomato sauce. I used to grow eggplants. On purpose? <laughs> to throw at people? Yes. It was only meant for that. <laughs> Do you, like, take those to comedy clubs, and, like, when someone wasn't doing very good, you just throw them at them? No, the house I was running, they, uh, the people that owned the property, because it's part of a larger property, had a garden, and there was already eggplants growing, so I just kind of kept them going. And that would be a showstopper for that house. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get the, down soon. When I was deployed uh, overseas, we went to Greece twice. And the first time I went there, I ordered something off the menu. I don't eat a lot of Greek food beyond just like your you know, hero or whatever. Um, and they had like menus with pictures in them. I'm like, oh, that looks good. And some, you know, you kind of, figure out a little bit what it is. I ordered a thing that looked like lasagna and like lots of cheese and stuff on it. Yes. I get that. I'm like, what is this garbage? A little layer. Yes. Of eggplant. I'm like, nope. Trashed. And then I went back, like, I think it was like five months later on the way back home. We went to a different port and I got, I couldn't remember what the thing was that I got. I ended up getting the damn thing again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. (laughs) <laughs> and like reaffirm my hatred for eggplant and Greek food almost entirely, but I don't know. Ugh. I'm with you. And artichokes, I can't do artichokes. I don't understand artichokes. I like artichokes. Like they they don't they don't taste that great to me. But it's also like you're scraping something off of like the leaf is half edible, half inedible. It is weird. Yes, I'll admit that. It's kind of, my grandparents used to grow them. I had them a lot growing up. I hate cherry wait, tomatoes. Wait, 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 any, any small tomatoes. Hmm. I like because normal size. Or you just, it's just because uh, it's, they're it's, tiny and they're... It's it's both. I, exploding I, squishiness in your mouth? Yeah, the exploding squishiness creeps uh-huh. me out, and I'm not... A, like, the flavor is weird. Like, I I love the, the beefsteak tomatoes, the big, huge ones. Mm-hmm. Salt and pepper, yeah. Yeah. Like you take what's I don't that that Italian dish I forget I don't know the actual name of it where it's just a tomato, a piece of uh, a piece of mozzarella, mm-hmm. and a and basil oil. leaf and yeah. maybe olive oil maybe uh, balsamic crazy crazy hell no that's not crazy hell no what you're talking about though. that's the best I'm saying a lot of foods are the best and they're my favorite sure. thing so th- this is why I'm I have trouble losing weight. <laughs> So what's your what's your worst? What's the nastiest food? I don't. Was that cherry tomatoes? That's it. That's easy to avoid. That's really the only one I can think of that I'm like actively like, nope, not eating that. Because I I will literally try anything once, and there's nothing that I've just out and out despised. Like I like curry. Mm. I like deviled ham. I I, I, I never. I've never had deviled ham, actually. I don't even know what it is, actually. It's a canned meat. It's mm. in the spam aisle. 
Oh, mm-hmm. fair enough. <laughs> um, Sardines. Never oh, had them. Never had them, but I probably wouldn't like them. Like here's so far, like most people. Any food with a key to open it? No, you don't need yeah. that. Most people despise like bluefish if you've ever had it. No. And and because everyone says it's it's very oily, it's very fishy, and most people hate it. I don't have a problem with it at all. I'll, I'll willingly eat bluefish. I like it. Um, I don't know if there's anything I really hate. Brussels raw boiled Brussels sprouts. That's Brussels sprouts are making a comeback. There's a well, lot gotta, of magazines and a lot of TV shows that are trying to force people to eat Brussels sprouts lately. I don't know what this push is. You got to cook them right, though. Like if you Probably if you put them put them in a toaster oven. If, yeah, if you if you bro- if cut them in half, broil them with salt and pepper, and a little bit of oil and garlic, then they're pretty good. But Actually, I grew up like Jesse Weta cooked Brussels sprouts at uh, Jimmy Duress's house when I was there last, and they were, I I may say delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one time they didn't taste like little fart bombs in your mouth. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was the first. My my buddy has a uh, a, a sushi restaurant, and he brought us out Brussels sprouts, and I was like, uh oh, no, I'm not eating them." He's like, "Just try them." So it was the the broiled and salt and pepper, but they also had uh, Chinese little Chinese sausage mixed in with it, and. That was the first time in my entire life that I liked Brussels sprouts, and that's when, like, within it's only been within the past like two years that I've I've eaten them willingly on my own. Yeah, boiled bro, you got to be careful what you boil. Most boiled things aren't really that great. <sighs> so, what are you guys geeking out about this week? Star Wars. I think I beat Star Wars right. trailer. Yeah. Thor. I was I was gonna try to avoid the new Star Wars trailer, and I I don't I just wasn't able to. In fact, I think I watched it four or five times. And... You got to watch one. You you can't watch like here's the teaser trailer. Here's the trailer. Here's trailer number two. Well. Here's the final trailer number five. Well, this one only has two trailers, so I don't think they're actually gonna release another yeah. one. Good. And I'm not as worried because I don't mm-hmm. think there's. I mean, there's some stuff that we don't know, but I don't think there's a huge twist. It's not like we're watching. Uh, you know, Sixth Sense or something where the whole movie is balanced on you know one, one reveal. Yeah, I, I know they they try to lead you down some paths yeah. in this trailer. Well, there's a but there's a lot of they also say too, it explicitly to not try that like, things don't end up how you expect them to. Right. They say that like a couple times in the trailer, so I think that is telling you to not follow the trailer. <laughs> and I'm completely fine with that. I'm I'm just yeah. excited about this. I think I'm more excited for this one than I was even for like Force Awakens. Oh, I am in, in yeah. some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm geeking out about. How about you guys? I'm geeking out about uh, this. Well, there's a website that I found out about. Found out about in Maker Faire in California called MakerShare. It's from Make. It's kind of like their new platform, sort of like Instructables, um, sort of like LinkedIn for projects, like a project sharing website it's not about making tutorials it's just sharing stuff you make essentially it's a it's a digital show and tell um and they have a they have a missions section which is similar to like the challenges or the build contest on instructables and they have one now about creating a, a home automation 
project. And so if you sign up for that and you have to write a proposal of what you want to make, what your idea is, and if you do that, you can actually, and it gets approved, there's a person that reads over them, they'll send you a Raspberry Pi 3 and some home automation hardware. And some of it's pretty expensive from what I've seen. Like so much so that I think they might have made a mistake in the list. Like the list is so massive. Like there's like a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff in on there. Like you can buy like a, a lock with a keypad Bluetooth stuff for your front door. That's like two or three hundred dollars and it's on a list. So you have to make something and just document the process. And if you they have some winners like um, awards and stuff you get different suites of hardware in additional in addition to that to keep and the top prize is you go to like CES next year which is kind of cool in Las Vegas all expenses paid i'm not expend, i'm not expecting to get that but just the fact that you just sign up and you get free raspberry pi 3 it's pretty cool so if anybody needed an excuse bucks right there yeah that was, that was yeah. my question are they sending you all this hardware for free or do you have yes. to buy the hardware no so what happens okay i submit an idea what happens and you don't, I do it? don't yeah, I end up not doing it. it. It's it's not a huge deal. I asked asked that very question, and he said that like you don't have to send any hardware back. You're not obligated to finish anything. Um, but it, it the least that you could do is just put why it failed or why something didn't work. So like half of making is failing, right? So you as long as you sort of address that issue on your project, you know, or you don't let's say you don't get around to doing it because we're all busy. I guess that's probably fine. It just, it, it seems like a good deal and there's not really anything to lose. You just sign up. If they approve your project, you get free hardware. Yeah, that was like, I yeah. would love to do it, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to follow through with it. It could be something simple, like a, yeah. a, a mail notification light in your house. You know, something, just think of a thing that can be remotely triggered using some sort of stimulus. You could use if this and that to trigger stuff, it can tie into Alexa. It can, you know, it can go from the super simple to the super complex. So, I'm doing an internet-controlled uh, smart doorbell. That's my project. I'm gonna try. So, that's my little tr- pitch for that. Go ahead. I'll submit. I'll probably submit mine in like a day or two. I'll probably just go to what I had told you guys before. You should see what happens. Yep. Yeah. Josh. Star Wars trailer. Star Wars trailer. <laughs> mine too. There you go. We can talk more about it. Anybody Have you guys it? went and watched Blade Runner yet? I'm I'm oddly like really excited about that movie. Yeah. I won't be able I to might. see it for a while, but hopefully eventually. I might watch the I first, know, one, tested, first one tonight. Our, um, Adam Savage's podcast just came out with a spoiler cast for it. I haven't listened to it yet, but hmm. it's a pretty sweet movie. But Star Wars trailer. Um you think he's going to push the button? I think that's how they're going to have her not be in the third one. Like, she has to die in this movie. I No, actually, I don't think she does die. I don't know how much they film for the third one, if anything. Nothing. She's not it's in the, the third one. They said they're not going to do digital either for her. No. She'll be given no, some sort of graceful go. goodbye, so <laughs> she doesn't, you know, all of her story responsibilities are done. I think maybe she could have you know, originally died, but since she actually died, I think that might be in bad taste for them to do that. I don't know. It might have impacted it somehow. Mm. Did anybody think that uh, Commander Snoke 
looked not menacing like he did in the hologram in the first one, but kind of well, he's also looked like an old man's too. knuckle. He's oh. also regenerating, so he's gonna. But by the the ninth film, hmm. he probably won't have much of that scarring at all. Oh, yeah, is that in the books? What a what are the odds that they take the path of the uh, the comics, and then and that's actually the emperor, a clone of the emperor? I don't think they're going down that path. No. From everything that I've seen, more than I probably should have researched on this, uh, <laughs> I, I think they're going a different direction. Although I have a theory um, of who he might be, which I haven't heard anybody talk about yet. What's your theory? Ha, uh, have you guys heard about the Journal of the Wills? Yes. Like the, the original group that kind of wrote the, the about the Force. I think he's one of the Wills. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think he's an ancient that was discovered and found somehow. Hmm. Hmm. That gives him free Did you guys jump. buy tickets yet? No, I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to find a showing. I don't need to buy him that early. Mm-hmm. So we got to get Bob back. That's what, two months away? December. Yep. That's right. Tell him to clear his calendar. Yep. Make it a big event. All right. Annual Star Wars episode. Schedule for, uh, what, January? Give people a decent amount of time to go see it? No. Mm. Hurry up. <laughs> Star Wars. I agree. Yep. I don't know it's if I'm the 15th. What do you have to do on December 15th? You got nothing to do. Uh, actually, might be having a, a family holiday party. But... Uh, it's Star Wars, man. On the 15th? Take a quick two hours. They'll be fighting by themselves once they're eating. They'll forget. You don't know. You don't. You guys don't know the size of my family. Once the trip to fan hits in, that's even better though. You'll you know, they won't even notice you're not there for two hours. <laughs> it does bring up a point about Blade Runner. It was like a two and a half to two hour and forty minute movie. Hmm. It was it was pretty long. <laughs> Make sure you pee before you go in. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, everyone. Well, we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website, makinggeeks.com. Check out the contact page. We would love to hear from you. Questions, comments, suggestions for the show. Just go ahead and send them over, and you just might hear it. And, you know, we're looking forward to any kind of feedback that, you know, would help make the show better and looking at content that you would definitely want to hear. So go ahead and check out the website, makinggeeks.com. And you can find all of our social medias on the usual spaces, Instagram at Making Geeks Podcast, Twitter and Facebook under Making Geeks. And we also like to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash making geeks for their awesome support uh, week after week. It's it's nice to have a dedicated group of followers and fans and friends that support us like that and definitely appreciate you guys and especially mr seth williams thank you so much our top patron if you'd like to help us out and get some perks as well just go over to patreon.com slash making geeks thank you you can find all of us at our homes on the web at geeksmithing.com geekbuilders.net Asylum Designs on Instagram, Twitter, and Thingiverse, and the PIWorkshop.com. I'd like to thank everybody for hanging out with us. I know I'm now hungry. It is almost 11 <laughs> o'clock, and I'm starving. Table slot tacos. Hopefully, 
Hmm. And I'll buy some tacos. So hopefully you're listening to this at an appropriate time where you can now just go eat <laughs> and not feel terrible about it. <laughs> uh, you can stay tuned every Saturday. Uh, if you are looking for the show on iTunes, apparently iTunes is having some weird thing where it's shuffling up all of the episode numbers. We're working on that, trying to get that figured out. So uh, if you're not uh, subscribed to it already, then just go ahead and do that and take care of the issue. So go on iTunes, go on Google Play, anywhere else that you can find your podcasts, uh, go ahead, subscribe to it, and you'll get a new episode every Saturday. And you can stay tuned. And we thank you for hanging out with us. And we hope you have a fantastic week. One thing for me, quick, uh, Gregory Tanner, please contact us so I can send you your stuff from the live episode. <laughs> that is all. Have a good weekend. See you guys. Take care, folks. Thank you.